You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! <laughs> Time goes on. And we used to be a well-oiled machine. You know, you can, still can be. It's just going to take some time. It's like, um, <clears throat> I don't know, it's like I've just gotten out of jail. And I'd still like to play professionally, but you have to train me to... to um, we assumed when you left jail you'd be in, like, peak condition, but no, uh, man, you let I, yourself if, go in there. I, if, if I went to jail... Let's just say for the moment that I went to jail. Okay, not out of the realm of possibility given my chosen path. <laughs> yeah, say, yeah it's, it's, it's in the cards somewhere in the deck. <laughs> Would you visit me in jail, first of all? Absolutely. Wait, what, if I was, uh, what if I was sentenced to federal prison in Kansas? Yeah, definitely, no doubt. You'd, you'd visit me? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm driving through on my way somewhere. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we may careful. as well. We, we're gonna have to stop. Where? Where is? Uh, what? What per, is Leavenworth in Kansas? Leavenworth. That's is where it? Mike Vick went. Is that right? No That's shit. Where Mike yeah. Vick well, went. we'll stop through on the way. I think I would be under the radar guy. And by under I the radar, I don't think you're allowed to be under the radar guy in like a federal prison. I think you are like the, the fucking. It's either like fish or cut bait there. I don't think you have like a third mm. role. Didn't you see American History X where he was just sitting on on like sitting on the ground reading a book and no, oh, and he became the white him. librarian. Yeah, that was uh, and everyone was just like chilled out on the guy with the swastika tattooed in the side mm. of his head. That was after <laughs> whatever he it was, was. That was after he got gang raped so bad his ass was bleeding in the shower. And then after that, everybody left him alone. So I guess that's I what you have to do. I recall that. Um, yeah, What's but weird if I, is, like, if you think about that logically, like, that seems like the situation where someone becomes a racist afterwards. You know, that's like some, like, some mm, lunatic shit. You lose your and mind. He would, he would, yeah, like, like, you, like, you, like, a synapse just really, like, cuts free. Like, uh, lose like, your you know, mind like, be, and, and due to um, the intensely triggering experience of getting gang raped, you become a yeah. ra- oh, stone cold racist. 
I would. I, I can see that happening. As as much as I hate the term triggering, I will go on record and say being gang raped in a prison shower is probably a triggering experience. I will. I will. I will allow that one. Andrew, I, uh, you and I are big on life experiences. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I mean, it would be kind of like, yeah, oh, yeah. This is something I can hang. Yeah. I can hang my. I can hang my hat on this experience. I can. I can check this one off the list. <laughs> off the bucket list. I've only got thirty left. Getting gang raped in prison. Number thirty one. Speaking 31, of experiences, complete. you know, I. This is actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna admit something dark right now. Ooh, this is as much of a horror movie poser that I am because I've always been like the horror movie guy. I always have a ton of them, sure. and I'm always like sort of up to date on them. But much in the same way that I have never sat down as a movie person and watched The Godfather. Um, still haven't seen it. Don't know what happens. Um, yesterday was the first day in the history of my life that I sat down and watched in entirety the movie Hellraiser. Wow. You had a good yeah, day. I, it was all right. I couldn't complain. <laughs> um, I'm sad I missed out on it for so long, though. I was into it. But I really like that uh, I didn't understand the concept of uh, a pinhead, but now that he's just like a dude who just wants experience, it's, I yeah. really relate to pinhead. it. It's wild. Pinhead goes to jail <laughs> for experience. Jail. <laughs> pinhead goes to jail for experience. And he gets... did, they do, uh, did they do an urban Hellraiser yet? That's always my favorite turn. In the, like urban... When they did the urban Halloween, I got really excited. Halloween Return to the Hood, you're talking yeah, about? Exactly, yep. Yeah, but brutally that racist perspective on horror movies. Um, didn't that, Children of the Corn the in the Hood. <laughs> Children of the Corn. Jason, uh, Jason versus Freddy in the Hood. In the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how has somebody not made that movie yet? Though, where they like oh, start man. to set trip? That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> like Freddy, obviously a blood. The Jason shine. wears blue. Fuck, like th- oh, it would be so mm. good. Mm. He wears that rugby shirt that's red and blue. So yep. he'd have to he'd have to tighten that up. He'd be like, it would be he'd be like the guy who like remember the rap groups that got together and they wanted to increase the peace in the nineties like Bloods and Crips together. You know, he'd oh be yeah, one of those much. kind of guys. What about uh, the Shining in the Hood? The Shining, <laughs> <laughs> a great movie. That we're be... really like I feel like we're the batting cages and we're just knocking them right out right we, now. Like you know... whoever is like a budding screenwriter and. I don't think anyone cares about the rights to these movies. You probably have like free reign to go nuts with these. I'd say make them. This is you more... could do. You could do an entire series of like you could do Jason versus Seti, Freddy like set tripping in the hood. Yeah, and then you could do like uh, like a maybe like a racial soccer hooligan thing for the next one, and you keep ramping it up, and then all of a sudden somehow Freddy and Jason have. Uh, Taking control of India and Pakistan respectively, and are like menacing each other with nukes, and when like you can you could do an entire series of these. It'd be fucking amazing, we, like we Jason know. versus Freddy in world conflicts. Jason versus Freddy in Lebanon. In Lebanon, it'd be so good. Be so like they great. pulled Jason out of a uh, like a storm drain, a little twelve year old kid shoots him in the head. Jason versus Freddy, Jim Rescue. That's my next thing. Have you ever seen Jim Rescue? No, it's on my list. I want to watch just, it. I watched it this weekend, and it's only it only lasted three episodes because it was that bad. Spike I, thought I'm Spike not, TV thought it was that bad. That seems like the core audience, though. I'm surprised it didn't work. It's Ken Ken Shamrock and uh, some get the other, fuck out. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah, so good. some other doof from UFC. And they go into like a woman's gym and basically scream at, in their faces for. 45 minutes and tell them that they're too fat and that this sounds magical like the like the whole vibe is like you're too fat your gym sucks 
and like nobody ever comes here and it's it doesn't smell good here either um which may or may not be their problem um and the classes are whack and you don't know what you're doing and then in the last 10 minutes everything gets fixed yeah and i they, love the repair shows are so good like that oh it's great but i, I was love thinking that transformation that, I think that Freddy versus Jason could do like Freddy versus Jason bar rescue. Freddy versus Jason versus the Prophet, where they all try and uh, rehab separate aspects of a business. Oh my God, the, the possibilities are endless with this. Freddy, your P and L is just not it. It's abysmal, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I honestly think that you and I could do co-op rescue. I think it'd be a great idea. I wanted to do... Uh, we'll never do this, so I may as well just talk about it on the podcast. I mm. wanted to do a, like a you know, like a fun YouTube-style video where we do band rescue. Oh, my but, God. I mean, but, how could we never... How will we never do that? Uh, you know, if we find a way to get into the same room together like once every four months, give or take. Yeah. So and that already that takes like a lot of planning. <laughs> like already what you're supposed to do next weekend probably not going to happen. Well, uh, um, well you know, next week. I mean, next weekend is the Super Bowl. You're, uh, we can figure that out for sure. Well, that was well that that was my thing. I wanted to go up there for the Super Bowl so I could watch you like have a coronary Please and like be up. the one to dial one in the nine one one. But uh, <laughs> but then I realized we got to take off the next day to uh, to accommodate it, and I don't I I don't know if that's going to happen. Come on, so, man. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. You know, it's, it's a possibility. It's a Super Bowl, and uh, this is a perfect segue into talking about the NFC Championship game. Yeah, that was something. I have a story. I'm not, you know, and, and people who listen to the podcast know that I'm not one for stories. No, but, never. <laughs> but here we are, ready to ride. Um, if you hadn't seen the game, easily one of the greatest games in NFL history. It really, yeah, like, like scripted. super was. Super was. Which is weird, actually, because if you look at it on a timeline from start to finish, the first three and a half quarters were mm. the most boring football. It was, it, like, I, it would, like, you could barely sit through it. It was just, like, awful and stupid. It looked like Pop Warner. It was just, it was not great. And then the last, what, 15 minutes of uh, game? Not even, like, the, the yeah. last, like, Four minutes of playtime uh, was yeah like the most like edge of your seat football I've seen in like forever. Un- unbelievable! And the, for the TLDR crowd, uh, who are plus fifteening all of our sports stories, I'll just say, yep. Um, kid, kid in the schoolyard gets in a fight with another kid, gets the shit kicked out of him for they have a fight for about ten minutes, gets the shit kicked out of him for nine minutes, then rises up and wins the fight. Yeah, does yoga fire. Unbelievable. Does yoga f- <laughs> Does tiger uppercut. Yeah, t- tiger uppercut, and he's back in the mix. Shai Rukin. Um, yeah. Uh, so, the f- the the game was... Uh, I'm watching it at Justin's house. It's the one time I wore my Marshawn Lynch jersey. Uh, fans you of the really, podcast... You really jinxed him there. I, I think I kind of did. Because um, I get super, super irrational. Like when I like as like the same way a dad gets racist if somebody rear ends his car, <laughs> I get irrational if we start losing. I'm talking. I posted something that Justin Kiss said: uh, le- uh, "Lesson in life: never love anything." 
Yeah, I remember that. We actually, I had uh, I had Dave from Iron Pier and uh, and Matt from Deep Pockets on the couch, and we all like saw that at the same time. We're like, uh, like, should we call this dude? <laughs> like, seems like he's having a moment. Never love anything, right? I we were losing so badly. Uh, it was classic Seahawks football. I was talking. Fans of the podcast will remember the Nirvana tape story. Well, Metal John from the Nirvana tape story uh, has moved into the Albany area and has started hanging out, uh, which is great. He's as much of a doof uh, as always, so he always brings a case of beer (laughs) over. So him and I were, like, crying in our beer. Russell Wilson throws one pick. He throws another pick. He throws four picks total. I think that's, like, as many as he's thrown in his career. It's just, like, it's so, like, unlike him. It's ridiculous. After the fourth pick... I get up. There's about okay. With in my defense, there's five <laughs> minutes left in the game. After the fourth pick, I leave. Get the fuck out! Are you serious? You did that shit. I left. Oh my god! <laughs> I go back home. I'm putting together um, a desk that I'm sitting at now. Uh, I put, I'm putting together a desk that I bought at IKEA. Not paying attention to anything. Suddenly I see notifications on my phone, and I think that they're condolences. My phone starts blowing up. I'm like, fucking asshole, stop rubbing it in. I get it. I get it. Um, so I'm like, fucking whatever. I sent you a voice message. It was just me screaming. Yeah, that was after the good part. <laughs> that was uh, That was after we won. Um. Justin Kiss calls me, and I'm like, what is this asshole want? He's going to bust balls, right? I pick up the phone. I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, asshole, game's in overtime. You might want to watch. I was like, what? Because I thought we lost. I turn on the live stream just as Jermaine Curse catches the touchdown. Dude, unbelievable. I missed the entire good part of the game. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. That's so upsetting. Uh, for Jesus. a lifelong Seahawks fan to miss the arguably greatest moment in Seahawks history is such a bummer. That well, I mean, you you caught the very tail end of it, but yeah, man, like I did. you missed the the Marshawn Lynch drive to the touchdown where he turns around and does his customary co- like crotch grab, yeah. walks in like I, yeah, it was showmanship to in, like. Walks in, turns around, grabs his crotch, and then starts like shaking people's hands rather than like jumping around. Yeah. Just like, oh, stop, stop, shake my hand, shake my hand. Like, what a fucking weirdo <laughs> like this a, guy it's is. It's very business like. He's he's my <laughs> dude, man. My, and Michael Bennett riding the bike. <laughs> yeah, my oh my god, <laughs> that dude so had uh, yeah he had his his internet moment. Love him, love him. So I'm an idiot, and yeah, that's uh, as pretty most bleak. people have gathered, yeah. Um, so yeah, so now I'm sitting at my desk, like FDR with a blanket over my legs and uh, I still feel really bad about what I did. All right. I, I mean, hey, up, we got I, highlight reels. If this was 1987, you'd be pretty much stuck. <laughs> I know. Well, I, t- I definitely tuned in for everything afterward and I was very, but Justin is like, how could you leave, man? How could you? I like every, but I, in my defense, everybody else said they would have turned it off. No problem. I actually, during that last pick, I had that same, like I I did one of those things where I was sitting in my chair and I sort of like slid out of it and it's like, oh, I, I actually got up and started to like, I don't know what I did. Like I sort of like make guacamole or something. I'm like, fuck it, I'm done with this and like walked away for a little while and uh, and started to work it. But yeah, it's uh, that was a severe turnaround you missed. 
Well, uh, much like in case uh, you hadn't heard, the the, yeah, the, the game turned around <laughs> significantly. I, it's, I mean, I um, it's like a thing in my life where I do miss the boat a lot, and it's okay. It's great. Um, I am a little, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little conflicted in my life right now, um, but everything's going all right. How are what you? How's, how's everything going with you, Andrew? Uh, all right. I uh, I spent today writing a business plan, which is interesting. Well, um, tell us, tell me, tell me the details because I want to hear it. I will. Uh, details will be forthcoming as uh, as necessary. But uh, yeah, not a not an exciting way to spend a Sunday. Like a lot of sitting around and like looking at Google Analytics and uh, <laughs> things like that. A lot of graphs were in my life in the past uh, six hours or so. Yeah, keep telling me Same goddamn it, song. Ugh. I'm gonna call these. I'm gonna call their management company and have them sue us, so you can't keep doing this legally. Dude. Dude, I don't hey, know what uh, you're just heads up. There's a, there's a podcast that's illegally you broadcasting. You never sat down? You never come home and just listen to some music after and talking to your friends? I actually did a thing a few days ago. We were at a, uh, a Thai restaurant, and we're waiting for our food. We're just sitting around talking. <clears throat> and I'm such a child that I hear a guy behind me say, Oh, there's, there's this really good restaurant somewhere in, in Chinatown. And before he finishes <laughs> saying the word town, and before I have a chance to apply thought or logic or anything, I, I lately I've really I'm very proud of myself for being very centered and you know being in control yeah. of my thoughts and emotions and whatnot, being like I've a noticed. real like zen like. Before I have a chance to react at all, my brain just starts playing Chinatown by Thin Lizzy, like full black, like like I had no control over this impulse whatsoever. It just happened. That's good. Uh, and since then, I've been on a uh, big Thin Lizzy kick. I'm I'm sure we'll start the uh, the episode with it. Can we do that? Because uh, I have been ro- lobbying for Haim for a long time, and that's yeah. No, we're not going to do that. But we last might do Thin time. Lizzie. Well, last time I had choice. I had I had a hand. I had pick. Of the opening song, which I think was a hit, everybody. Should we start doing that? Should we just volley the uh, the opening songs back and forth? I think we should actually. All right, you got it this week. You uh, you just you don't even have to label the song. Just send me f- f- start and end songs, and I'll uh, I'll put them on. <laughs> okay. Well, no matter what, no matter what it is, no matter what it is. Okay. Try so... to not do something that's going to have us get in trouble. Well. Um... <clears throat> It's not going to be any white power music, although the band. That's the, I am more than happy to court that kind of trouble. I mean, the kind of trouble where like a lawyer calls me and like talks to me in a stern voice. Hmm. I, I try to avoid those problems whenever I, don't I can. I think that'll ever happen to us. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe. All right. So I had the music last week. So you pick it this week. You had the music last week. I All had right. Cool. Steel, All right. Steel Pulse, Save Black Music. Dude. You are correct. All right. I'll uh, I'll throw something together. <laughs> I wonder what it'll be. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I, I didn't just drop the ball on that or anything. Um, Holy shit! What's what's going on in your life? That you're so conflicted aside oh, from the Seahawks. Man, thing? I got some job shit, man. Already? I feel like it hasn't been that long. I guess I've been you've been there, there for like, for what, like a, a year, year and a half. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. My my one boss is so is super Type A, and she's starting to like uh, starting to become a monster pit bull. That's really cool. It's awesome. I, I it's like you do uh, a lot of hard work, and then it's like uh, the most minute thing will be not to her liking, and she'll have me redo the entire project. That kind of stuff. That's a little extreme. A little extreme, bumming me out a little bit. <clears throat> hmm. So I'm pulling the 
Overnight Drive audience, what exactly should I do about my type A boss? Um, other than going to HR and saying, uh, <laughs> can I get a transfer to like the snow shoveling department at this place? <laughs> <laughs> That seems um, like a reasonable way to handle it. I I don't know what to do. I, I've never had a situation I couldn't handle. I always had, I always like I laugh at Type A people. And I think of the the prison they live in, but this person's like really got me down. Like, does she have a mental problem? Like, I uh, I understand yeah, like, like seeing uh, seeing something you don't like and having to have like that thing redone, but redoing an entire report seems pretty wild ass. Yeah, yeah, redoing an entire project twice actually. Um, <clears throat> it's uh. A super, super, super control freak. You think she just has somebody she wants to do that job, but she's trying to make it unbearable for you to be there? Mm. Oh, maybe. I like doing that. Oh, really? Good. <laughs> so how would I deal with you, Andrew, to get back on your good graces, you maniac? If you, if I was trying to get somebody else the job, I nothing. I mean, I would just make your life unbearable until you left. Um, why, well, why wouldn't you just fire me? I, I don't really have the option to fire people as much as I'd like to. Like, it's my mm. my job is very, very bureaucratic. Okay. And uh, I, I don't really have the option to walk in and be like, you, fucking Smith, you're out of here. <laughs> um, I don't think I would my love boss to. has that power either. I'm so. a, a very big fan of the, like, the, the SEAL, Navy SEAL way of doing it where you hire slow and fire quickly, but... Uh, Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. The, rest, the rest of my spot doesn't agree with me on that. Wow. So that's funny that that might be what's happening. Hmm. It could be. I mean, that's. It seems like a, a sort of a long shot, a, but hey, maybe. There's def. I mean, I do great work. I'm good. Uh, there's just definitely been a sea change since we got back from break. Do you sit down and actually bring these things up? Like, yeah. that's, that seems like the easiest way to handle it. Be like, oh, it seems like you've been like a real raging cunt lately. Is there maybe something <laughs> we could work say out? That, huh? Well, that's what I'm going to do. And um, <clears throat> maybe not in those words. No, no. I'll just be like, hey, what's the deal? You know, I figured I'd talk to you before I talk to anybody else about it. Um, just seems to be a real communication breakdown between. Us I wouldn't and even I. say anybody else. You'd be like, listen, we're not communicating and that sucks. So let's communicate better. And uh, you, you tell me what you need from me. Well, yeah, I could do that. Uh, that's the easiest way. The 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 thing I love the most about the employees that work really like fucking well on my spot is they make me look like a genius, and I never have to tell them what to do. So once I tell them what to do once, that's it, and they got it, and they're done. I love okay. that. So, yeah, just if you walk in and you uh, you just hit her up and you're like, listen, clearly this isn't going well, so tell me one time what works better, and we'll do it that way. Right, exactly. Boom, the problem done. Is she has, well, the problem is that she has a different way of, she has a different um like way to do it every month. <laughs> oh, it's really exciting. <laughs> really good. She so sounds like she's gonna have shit going on. It seems that that's like, uh, uh, damn it, I can't think of that word. Uh, very like discombobulated. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. But hey, it's not like me to complain about stuff, Andrew. We people come to this podcast to have a couple laughs. So um, <clears throat> we could talk about the fact that I uh, I got laid this weekend, bro. Yeah, you want to walk me through that? <laughs> I uh, I like that you were like, well, there's gonna be a woman in town, but I think we can record anyway. In the back of my mind, I'm like, you're not. Fucking recording? Are you fucking kidding absolutely me? Absolutely, we could have recorded. She's a fan of the podcast. And she's also you are the same person that brought a woman to band practice once. Walked in <laughs> to band practice with a woman wearing a cast, no explanation, no introduction. She just stood in the corner and watched us write Audrey Kishline, and then uh, Can and then you... bounce. See you later. That was a great story. Um, yeah, that was uh, one of the first Seattle women I, I courted. Sarah, wherever you are, congratulations. Um, 
<laughs> no, uh, she's so was totally down for being on the podcast. She's totally funny, and uh, you know I've got a little bit of a shine. I'm taking a shine to her, and I think that um, you know she's uh, she's so fine. She does she blows my mind. But um, <clears throat> she's uh, you know she's got a, a rock hard body, um, really good looking. But and she's. Uh, she likes to laugh, likes, likes, thinks that I'm really funny, which might mean she's mentally ill. It's possible. Um, that's cool. No, there's no buts yet. She didn't, like, pick a fight with a Sienna basketball player and you. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, in the interest of full disclosure, I will say that there was, she, we went to Club Hollywood, and she picked a fight with the, the center for the Siena basketball team. <laughs> That's really exciting. <laughs> he, he broke. A Did pool you really cue. go to Club Hollywood? Please no, say we yes. Didn't. No, <laughs> that no, was my was... haunt for a long time. Like in the darkest era of my life, Hollywood mm. on Lark Street was like the spot I would uh, would go a lot. Unbelievable. I remember. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. It was, <laughs> it was a very very sad place to go. Um. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like the guys who imagine that you go to show like you've been you went to shows like a while ago, and then you see that same guy at Club Hollywood, but he's now the bouncer. Yeah, and he's wearing the same sheer terror bomber jacket that he wore back then. That's like yeah. that, that's a picture. That's your mind's eye picture of uh, of Club Hollywood for everybody. I every I, bar the. Hollywood, from what I remember, was... It happened at a weird point in culture. Maybe this is not a weird point in culture. Maybe this is a, just still goes on. Uh, there was a certain point where... It was like some kind of combination of, like... The Deftones and <laughs> that... That band that sounded like Alice in Chains that was on the radio for a minute that everyone would like spin kick to. I can't remember the fucking name of that shit. Like, oh, not man. exactly new metal. Like, not like you know, like that shit. But like this. I think you're uh, looking for Quicksand. I think that was the band's name. But Quicksand is a little too thoughtful for this sort of thing. It oh was. My God. Uh, it was like a a hybrid of pop music and mutant metal and. Uh, and like really bad like fourth tier hardcore that came together in this kind of bulky overweight gel haired bad tattoo sleeved thing you know it was just like i can't explain it it was just like moron thug culture and moron moron culture just kind of slammed together at cafe hollywood sure. and that was uh that was the spot. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Deftones jackets, like silk screened on there. Shit like that uh, was going on there. <laughs> is that still the? Is that still the thing? Or is it, what, yeah. what's going on now? Really, that's, that's that, still, that still the happens. thing. Yeah, it's people who are like unbelievable, um, like unbelievable times, good times. Big, I got a lot of spiderweb elbows. Tons um, of spiderweb. Oh yeah. I think the spiderweb elbows is like a great name for a band. That is a really good name. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's up with Spider? What was it? They have to have an upright bass player at some point, though. I think. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh, we tried uh, it; didn't didn't work we out do well. Rockabilly and um, it's gonna be uh, you know, Rockabilly Cupcake Core with <laughs> with also you know like somebody who rub like rubs oil, motor oil on their arms like as a cologne. Oh, speaking of, I had a great 
Great experience. Uh, the, the woman left today. She stayed over. <laughs> and uh, we had a good time. You know, Your roommates and, uh, must she, have loved that. Yo, is she going to start to pay rent or what? No, no, dude. It, it's it Like, was, we can't fit another person in here. It was a rare, nice time with no BS. Which, I'm just waiting but, for the bottom to drop. I'm waiting for the yeah. bottom to drop out. Totally. You're as waiting as, to as, get punched on, on the top of your head by the Siena Center. I'm waiting. I'm, uh, I, I think we're picking Sienna. Like, who gives a fuck about Sienna's <laughs> basketball team? I love like, how it's like Sienna. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh basketball team's going to come down. Yeah, that was a little weird. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm waiting for the bottom to drop out. But, um, you know, for right now, it's it's neat. You know, we, we, we're cute. Uh, it's been a while since a woman has said that she th- thought I was handsome. That is weird. I know. <laughs> I'm not a particularly handsome individual. I think she's lying. That's when I. That's where I think the lies come in. Yeah, well, no. But no, the problem no is, I don't have. I don't have like. It's not like she's gonna get one on, one over on me. You know, I'm not like particularly rich or or famous or handsome. She's not gonna get anything off of me. I'm not like Kanye West or anything. Maybe you're the first rung in the ladder. Maybe it's you, Ooh. and then it's um. You. I don't know. I'm a man from a a, a podcast with more reach. Like maybe it's you and then Joe Tom, Rogan, Joe Rogan, Tom Sharpling <laughs> from the from best show, yeah, uh, and then uh, and then she'll move on to Mike Francesa because he's on television and you can you know it's it's like a, that's a, he well, is on the radio but he's also got that TV radio crossover. Well, first and of then, all, um, uh, yeah, I don't know you. First of all, I mean, you come into this room and uh, I I uh, I appreciate you taking your clothes off for me, but uh, come on, come on, I don't know you. I don't know. I don't know. Wow, you, you do this really well. <laughs> you, Come on. The, the pauses and everything down. Come on. Um, Come on. I used to get so mad watching his show because he had this tick where he kept touching the microphone. Yes. And yes. We talked about that. So mad. It was fucking. He's got like an old shore mic and he just keeps like worse than Howard Stern does. Where he just keeps touching the mic constantly. It's unbelievable. Although it's the same microphone I use and I, you don't hear it when he does it. So maybe I should get one of those arms and just like I'd sit around my office like batting it around like I'm a cat. That'd be great. Um, so yeah, she'll do uh, Mike Francesa, and then she'll move on to um, to Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill, and then it's just gravy case? from there. No, no. At this point, she's going full primetime TV, and she's she's working her way up, working oh, her way up then, to get, uh, to Robert Duvall, to Henry, Henry Winkler, to Henry Winkler. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm I'm starting. I st- okay, okay. Are you ready? Are you ready for the? Re- I have once. I had a woman tell me once. I prefaced the fact that she had HPV with telling ask, asking me if I'm ready for the realness. I just remembered that. Are Jesus, you ready? People love I, telling stories. Holy fuck! Are you ready for the realness? Are you ready for the realness? I'm more a, like upset by the conversation than I am about the HPV. Jesus, I probably had HPV since I was 16. It's okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> So so she's like, "Wow, oh, you ready for the realness?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I mean, I think you're neat, but uh and she's like, "Um, I've been fucking Henry Winkler." Oh, wow. Before that, I fucked Mike Francesa. And I'm like, "Oh my god." And then I fucked Joe she's Rogan. Like, Tell Henry Winkler that I love him in Night Shift. It's just like <laughs> transcendent performance. Uh yeah, I mean, I thought he was really good in um the um, life alert commercial he does now. No, it's really excellent. It's really very good. good. So he's the top of the crop. You think Henry Winkler? I, I assumed it was Robert Duvall. Still a working actor. Still, uh, still making that money. 
definitely getting on in years, but you know, it's all right. So the, the, so if you're a woman, the height of who you'd fuck off of a podcast would be Robert Duvall. I think Robert Duvall is the way to go. It's either Robert Duvall or Jack Nicholson, but you know, Jack Nicholson is like into some weird shit where like he can't get an erection anymore. So he like makes you fuck people off a of Craigslist. It's not like, no, I think he's like Paul Castellano, the mobster where he got a penile implant. Interesting. And, uh, he can just pump it up. Wow. That's yeah. really incredible. Holy shit. I was told this weekend that I have a knowledge of a lot of weird facts. I, I love when people say that. It's really good. And I love... <laughs> you'll you'll know this feeling really, really well then when you're in mixed company and you'd be like, funny enough, that was actually named because of... Blah, 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 blah. And as you tell the story, you see people turn and look at you like you're growing like something out of the side <laughs> of your face. And it's really just you having this bizarre like encyclopedic knowledge of minutiae. Uh, it's yeah. a really nice feeling. Happens all the time. And yeah, it's wonderful. It's, it's, it's a good feeling. I like it a lot. Well, so um, I was talking, I was reading the uh, uh, Paul Castellano biography the other day. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know about this from Adam, but for what it's worth, he got a penile implant that caused him to lose uh, <laughs> charisma. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. We got Rex Ryan. We got Rex Ryan on the line. <laughs> What's so weird is as you're doing that, I'm remembering a few episodes ago when we were talking about mobsters, and I'm like, oh, you know, Sammy the Bull Gravano couldn't read. Like, why did I? Why do we know that? Who cares? What, are you hey, fucking kidding me? That's it. That's it. Do you think I do a good Mike Francesa impression? You you're, you do a surprisingly good one. I'm actually shocked. After doing like Ichiro Suzuki and like all these other fucking terrible impressions, this one is actually pretty spot on. All right, we got Andrew from the bro Andrew from Brooklyn. Uh, Andrew, you're uh, you're on the fan. Hello. Uh, yeah. Uh, speed it up. You got you thirty got, seconds, you got, buddy. You got to stop touching your microphone. All right, you got thirty seconds, buddy. He's <clears> actually really interesting, though. When I you know I listen to. Not that much radio, but really the only time I listen to radio is like I'll turn on sports radio when I'm in a car or something like that. Because I, I hate, I fucking hate looking for music on the radio. I hate the radio. <laughs> Actually, we're going to back this up. We're going to okay. go way off topic. Right. <laughs> I hate listening to the fucking radio so much because it's never totally in tune. You always have like fuzz or some shit or there's like reggaeton coming in off another station or some nonsense where you catch a song at the wrong time. It... You're constantly, no matter what, like it, driving when you just have a radio is really just sitting in a room pressing a button for like eight hours because you're just constantly, all right, scan, 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 scan. Oh, this is the end of Blue Oyster Call. I don't really like the song, but we're going to listen to it anyway. Oh, oh all right. I fucking, uh, I'm getting, all right, I'm getting the music. I've got to go. But thank you very much to my agent and uh, my manager, <laughs> Samuel DeBolgravano. I couldn't have done it without you. Andrew, I'm just yeah. kidding. No, I just thought that uh, <laughs> I, whenever you go a little long on a story, I like to turn on the going to start doing I, That makes sense. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I mean, aside from the fact that I hate the radio, uh, I if I do have to listen to it, I would prefer to just listen to sports talk. He is the only person who will do dead air consistently. He's actually the only broadcaster I know oh, who will be like, great, isn't it? This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, you have uh, the audacity, but, like, first of all. You have the audacity to, uh, to go in front of a, a, a full full room of reporters and tell yeah. them that uh, 
like you could actually see it right there. <laughs> I got uncomfortable with that amount of silence yeah. and I started to break into I can't do I mean, it. John I don't know Nizek. how he does it. John Isaac was a uh, uh, he was a lieutenant uh, with the Seahawks organization and all of a sudden they gave him the job. And uh, now he has the audacity. You hear Mike Francesca's phone fucking buzzing on the table. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I've got uh, I actually have a Diet Coke in front of me too, so it's perfect. You really, it's it's all coming together. I, I finished my wine fuel. and I want to go get more, but I I feel like we're on a roll, so I'm just gonna keep going. Having a very sexy podcast right now. I'm actually wearing a robe. Really, with nothing underneath. With nothing underneath right now. Really. really and you're really. home alone. I am not home alone. Mm, oh, Gabri so, just brought me wine. So not only am I not oh home my, alone, but you're like Richard. You're like yeah. Richard Branson. Wow. I, I sort of am like Richard Branson. This sort of is like Knucker Island or whatever the fuck island he owns. <laughs> well, uh, as we always do, we do a compare and contrast. I'm in my room with a blanket over my legs and a hat on because I live on the back porch. And we're going to get 20 inches of snow, Andrew. Yeah, we're supposed to get wallops here, too. Should be. In- I already sent a text to everybody who works at my store being like, get your shit done tomorrow. We're probably not coming in on Tuesday. Probably not going to come in. We don't have uh, we don't have snow days at my college. Yeah, no, you you guys are on. The, I wonder if I could make it up there again because I you know I used to be. I remember once when me and Gabby were first dating, we got a we had a blizzard, and I walked from. It won't make any difference to uh, the fucking the people who've never been there, but I walked from my house on uh, Allen Street down to Lark Street in a blizzard just to be like, oh hey, you know what's going on? Like it was just that's just oh how you do God. up there, you know? You don't even think about it. It's just like, oh yeah, it's snowing, big fucking deal. That's a, that's a bad idea though. Now yeah. I live in a town where the snow is like seven inches and shit shuts down. I don't know. I don't know if I gotta, can I go back. Am I gonna regain my strength? I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's your gone man, forever. I just man, keep moving your... south. <laughs> so that's where you're going to move. You're going to move south then? Is this the final the final countdown? I think What's I'm happening? I'm going to rent a house just outside of Machu Picchu. Oh, come on, man. And that'll be my you spot. Look, we know you're not a millionaire, Andrew, so you can drop the facade right now. Who, yeah, who, uh, who told you? Who broke the news? I know you're not. I've been to your spot. <laughs> I mean, look, come on. Come on, guys. All right, everybody you know, thinks Andrew's a millionaire. I love, I love, you know, he's not. Okay. He's, like, really not. He's, like, real not. He's, like, super, super, super not a millionaire in the so rich. many ways. <laughs> lifestyles of the real not rich and famous. Yeah, lifestyles of the guy who has fucking changed subway cars three times because there's kids dancing around him every day. Like, no, no, not rich. Not a millionaire. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but it's nice to think about that one day, Andrew, you and I, <clears throat> Gabri, because uh, I'll be living, I'll be living in the basement of your chateau, of my chateau at Machu Picchu. You'll be in the yeah. basement on a, like a fold-out bed. I, I'll be like, <laughs> it'll be. Uh, well, this, imagine this scene, man. I'll be. You'll have like you'll have like a nice house, and then you'll be walking down the stairs to see, like you know, like you know, as friends do. But you'll hear like Elton John, "I'm Still Standing," coming out of the door. <laughs> And you'll be like, uh, I just don't want to uh, walk back upstairs. <laughs> like, uh, Gabby, did Hans leave the house today? Um, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, he didn't take the garbage out or do anything that we've negotiated in his new um, sit-down yes. house contract. Because you wouldn't because call it a lease necessarily. <laughs> if you, it's a house contract because he's supposed to like. Uh, he's supposed to be like. Um, you know, like the, the the minder of the house. He's like the friend who's thrown a bone. 
I have this all worked out. And if this yeah, works this out, and like when I'm like 40, 45, actually 40 is like th- three years away. So you yeah, I got to work right. really fucking hard to hit that <laughs> milestone. Um, yeah, and it'll be like, I just live in like a little, little room downstairs. And like, I just like the, the, the image of you giving up on talking to me after you hear Elton John coming through my, my room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still standing. Oh, fuck. Manufacturing <laughs> business overseas. I have to go and attend to like, oh, I can't believe one of my oil plants caught fire yeah. in the GNC. I need to go take a look at that. I'm, down, I'm downloading. I'll catch you. I'm downloading Far Cry 8. <laughs> no. And it's taking forever. I can't even watch Netflix. (laughs) I pay for top tier internet. You're just downloading like fucking. You're downloading like a Blu-ray. Yeah, guys, guys, that's about right. Well, it says here uh, it's only going to be like another sixteen. Oh no, it's going up again. Um, uh, that's forty (laughs) forty seven minutes. Um, Angie, you think you can move your meeting over? This is like a really important thing to me. Um, yeah, I'm getting my bar business plan together, and uh, I need your help. Um, I'm just you know I'm thinking about opening a bar. (laughs) Um, like the, like the scramble thinking of somebody who let shit go too long, you know, like I'm in my forties now. I need to like scramble to get a career. Like, but I'm like, I, but being a bartender isn't good enough. Now I'm going to like open a bar. You got to own a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Like frenzied scramble. Like, Oh, if I do this and I put this money together and if my dad dies, then like I'll have this and like, Oh yeah, I'm going to open a bar and it'll be great. We'll do burlesque shows. And like, that's the kind of shit like, that's that, like, the, that sounds good. That sounds the, really good. The scramble thinking of a mid the um, guy in his uh, old punk dude in his mid forties, like just, just striving. It's funny because when you're younger and you see guys like that, you just are like, oh, this guy's all fucked up. Yeah. But you don't seem like you don't realize at the time until you get older, engage yourself against people you grew up with. <laughs> you know. don't see that like, oh, it's actually kind of easy to become that guy. It's not like. I am, it's not too hard. You used to think it was like a real hard left you have to make somewhere, but then you realize the whole road kind of goes left. You, no. turn, you have to turn right every I, now and I, then. I've been doing pretty well. This is like my best money year by far. Um, but up, up until like last year, I was like two chess moves away from being like <laughs> from being like that guy for sure. It's like either like I was like glomming on. I was living at Keith Soden's house, like glomming on to like uh, anybody's. Like, oh, you know, throw me a bone. Let me live at your house. That kind of shit, you know. And that was where Overnight Drive began right there. Yeah, you came. That was, that was the You, you bottomed out on, uh, on what was it, uh, Black Friday 2011 Black Friday. or something? Oh, 2012. Jesus, 2012. And you came in. You saw me where I was, and you're like, we never actually talked about, like, what you thought of no, where no. I was. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now that I'm back and we're, we're, like, you know, besties and everything's cool, like, you could definitely be like, oh, man, Hans is in a really weird way. There's, like, a Beatles poster up. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, you you had, you had were definitely in, like... It, actually, I think it'd be interesting right now. I haven't listened to it in probably, what, like, a year and a half, two years. Episode It'd probably one. be interesting to go back and listen to the first episode and, uh, and like, Fuck. check your mental state now versus then. Oh, my God. I have to. I, we have like, to. We have to idea, do it together. Do you want to... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got two ideas brewing. We'll we'll knock them both out. I wish we could go back and actually like through the way back machine ask you questions back then, and then uh, compare them to the answers now. It'd probably be wild ass. Um. <laughs> All right, so I got I got two ideas cooking here. One I had before; it's been marinating, and one now. Okay, let's hear. Next. Let's... All right, so next time we're in a room, I don't know if we can make this work. Should we do a commentary track on episode one? 
Like yes. play episode one and then record new commentary over it and like I'm, set it on a all right. One hundred percent. That would be so good. And also yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Well we'll go back and check that out. <laughs> Uh, the other idea I had when you were talking about uh, Metal John, yeah, would you consider to see listen to the show? Am I going to offend him? No, not at all. Okay, would you consider him to be your most out of touch meathead person in your life? Oh, without question. Because the guy who is the most out of touch meathead person in my life, I like him very much, but he is just like he has gone off like the rails on some true lunatic like secede <laughs> from New York like Tea Party like <laughs> oh, insanity. Okay. It would be fun as fuck to get both of these guys in a room together and ha- like having never the two of them no. never met before and just do a podcast with these two yahoos. Perfect. Fucking amazing. That's perfect because Metal John is so insecure that all he does is tell bad jokes, and oh. but he alternates between telling bad jokes and like th- throwing things and like holding people's shoulders down, and he's like a total <laughs> Neanderthal. <laughs> he would like he is a Neanderthal. Like he's All right, a slope we gotta forehead. see if we can make this happen. All oh right. God, it would be perfect. Would I'm gonna have to. Wonderful. I'm gonna have to sell really hard on this dude because he's gonna. He's he will rightly understand that I'm trying to like put him on blast. Um, <laughs> but he might go for it. I will see. Oh hey, wow! All right. Okay. I'm, All right. So we it. got some. We got some things in the cauldron now. That's it, pretty exciting. It looks like I have to make. Um, it looks like I have to make some travel arrangements to come to New York City. Well, I think it's uh, both of those guys live upstate. Uh, so I'll have to come up there. That'll be the, uh... Great. That'll be, you know, we'll stay at the hiding, and maybe I'll get a room that actually has heat this time. (laughs) What we could do with all the recording at Justin Kiss's house, because, uh, he, uh, Justin Kiss will also lend commentary, because he always just makes fun of Metal John. It's awesome. It doesn't seem like, he doesn't seem the kind of person that he would tolerate. That's interesting. No, Justin Kiss actually, um, loves, Justin Kiss is very smart, like almost genius level in math. Yeah, I'm not shocked one bit. Yeah, and he loves, loves, like, he has a, such an affinity for people who are not very smart, like me. <laughs> and that's why him and I are such good friends. Like, when we play Far Cry 4 together, he's... Far Cry very, 4, really? It, it's a great game, man. All right, because I, 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 I think I have Far Cry 3, the one where you're, like, starting a revolution in Africa. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. That's great, and it's Far Cry Four is even better. But the thing is, he's very, very formulaic, very systemic. Has to do everything in order. And then I, he hands the controller to me because he like gets a phone call or needs another soda, and I, I, I like immediately set a rhinoceros on fire, or kill, <laughs> or like <clears throat> set plastic surgery, like plastic plastic explosives around a village, and then throw a piece of meat in the middle, so uh, lions come out of the woods. And then I blow up the, the uh, then I blow up the village when everybody's trying to run away. I do this within the course of five minutes, and his mind is blown because like it's it goes from like high 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 brow to low low brow real fast, and it's really funny. I'm kind of tripping out right now. I what the fuck channel and time is the Pro Bowl? Um, I, I thought know. it was now. And well, let's I don't look it up. particularly care. I just feel very sad that I'm not going to have football as of this time in two weeks. <laughs> right? Like right now, the Miss Universe pageant is on, and everyone looks like Ooh. a fucking douchebag. No, no, um, no, 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 no. I, I love women who look like that. Love. All right. Well, this is this is going to be your jam. Then it looks like it's on uh, NBC. Um, Sunday, eight p.m. ESPN. 
ESPN. ESPN. There we go. That makes more sense. There you go, right. buddy. Got to flip fire up that sling box. Yeah, I'm going to fire it up, too. I'm going to go to uh, Wizzy. My, ma- my main man over at WYSIWYG got shut down by the NFL, so I have to go to, like, Is that right? Interesting. Sports. Yeah, I have to go to, like, I literally, it's streamsportsnow.cz. That's my new one from Czechoslovakia. You know, you can use my sling box. I can. I'm more than happy to give you the password. It's okay. Really? Ah, I don't know how to do that. Not only do I have... This is how fucked up I am. Not only do I have a sling box set up in my office, because we have, like, that good cable that's just, like, firing at all cylinders, but... And I've never used this option once. I call it the nuclear option. I also convinced a guy who runs a store in the West Coast to set up a sling box for me on his cable as well, just in case I get, like, an East Coast game when I want to see a West Coast game. Wow. Yeah, I'm like the fucking emperor. It's ridiculous. I hope that sling box works. I've never tried it. You know, maybe I'll watch, like, fucking Seattle Cable tonight. I love it. Oh, well, give me, you gotta give me the, you know what, you should give me the password now, and then not only me, but 10,000 of our closest and ten, friends. just see who... <laughs> Hey, there's something going on with my network. Oh, that's weird. I don't know what happened. It's 10,000 of our closest friends. We're averaging 10,000 listeners a week. How yeah, do you feel about that? It's pretty wild. I feel like we should start selling advertising at this rate. I really feel like we should at least, like that, the fucking Rana and Beverly show has, um, has advertising and they have like 500 listeners a week. You so know what, though? We should really. It, this is the this is the issue I have with it. Yeah, there are definitely podcasts smaller than us that uh, mm-hmm. that monetize and have you know promotions and whatnot. And I like free shit and I like money. I think all that's cool. And having being handed money to do overnight drive, even like a small amount, would almost certainly make these shows come out every week. You know, just like almost certainly. <laughs> every but, Thursday, every Tuesday, every yeah. Tuesday. But they would come out in a way where I would feel like. And be like, oh, fuck. All right, I'm playing with somebody else's money now. Now I have to do this. You don't want right. to hear me do a podcast that I have to do. You know? no, <laughs> like I that's, don't think I've... It, it's we've not, always not done good. podcasts when we want to do, or when we're able to do, because we both got a little bit busier. Yeah. But um, I've always wanted to do it every week, every time like, we've done it. We could certainly get, like, a couple hundred bucks for being like, and this episode is brought to you, brought to you by Squarespace, the best way to make a website. You know, and, like, it'd take five minutes... First of all, trip out on the idea of me being like an, uh, our sponsor Squarespace with like a fucking straight face. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like no, nope, absolutely not. Um, and then couple that with feeling like intense guilt about spending people's money and feeling like I didn't give the sponsor enough. Like, yeah. You know, like I didn't give it 100% for fucking Swanson's chicken soup like I should have. And now I, <laughs> now I feel a personal guilt, even though I represent one like one millionth of the advertising budget of of them it's like ridiculous well you know that um, i um yeah. you know that i would love to do like i would love to do a swanson tv dinners or howard johnson's or but those are like big league we'd have to go to like definitely go to a boardroom and be like this is how many listeners we have and this is how we could monetize this i, I could i could certainly do that it's not a problem i'm i live for that shit I am more struggling with the idea that you've considered Howard Johnson's to be big league. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. You were the most stuck in the 1980s person I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> Look, you've never been, you've never stopped at a Hojo's after a long drive and been like, We're oh, hitting man. all the spots. We're doing Howard Johnson's. We're doing A&W. We're doing Crazy Eddie's. We're doing, you know, just like, what? Crazy Eddie's. No, nobody beats the Wiz. 
It's, yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> like My all man. the hits from the WPIX fucking commercials on the eight o'clock movie. Okay, fine. You know what? I'm going to record a bunch of bumpers. I'm going to be like, this podcast is brought to you by Nobody Beats the Wiz. It'd be awesome. I don't know. Yeah, I may, maybe we should just fucking bite the bullet and and do like an ad in the beginning for whatever. There's always like, I, I swear to God, you can call Squarespace. I mean, like, I have a podcast. I'm like, all right, cool. Here's some money. Wait, well, really? Yeah, I think it's that easy. Because Ron, Ron and Beverly are funny, but they don't have many listeners. I have no um, idea who these people are. Okay, well, it's a podcast. Ron and Beverly, they're funny. They, they're they uh, two comedians who pretend to be two Jewish women. Oh, I do know this one. Yep, okay. It's funny. It's funny-ish. I mean, I'm not. it's not like laugh out loud funny, but it's funny. It's a good, it's a good um, chuckle. It's a larf on the way to good, work. Yeah, it's a good chuckle. There's no boffos involved. I'm not. My sides aren't hurting <laughs> afterward, but it's good. It's good. Um, why? What, what? Should we take the jump to the next level? I don't know. I don't. I maybe. Maybe we'll fuck around with that. Who knows? Ernie Ball Strings brought to you by Ernie Ball Strings for over ten years. Andrew and Hans have been Ernie Ball players. I guess it'd be funny if for nothing else than to have everybody listening in on the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my God, you won't believe where I was the other day. Taco Bell. Oh, so good. Really? I, yeah, I I can get down with that Taco Bell money. That's all right. We could work it in and be like, Andrew, you know, that, that reminds me, I've been having a really hard time setting up a website. Oh, well, I have just the answer for you. And then we'll pipe in advertising music. Squarespace.com. Is that where I can finally um It set sounds up like te- your advertising music is fight. Is that actually fight the Judas Priest band? Like, oh yes it is, as a matter of fact. This is yeah. this this podcast is brought to you by the new album by the band Fight. <laughs> Are we talking about the Rob Halford band from the Italian? Yeah, of course. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm stuck in the nineties. Fight. I, I vividly remember when Fight came out. I'm like, oh, this is not very good. Oh, oh, it was not very good. And I was so into Priest, too. And then he comes out and he's like, nail to the gun. He like came the interesting out his, thing like, about it, though, is he really, like, he really went for that like next generation of metalhead. Like, really hard. Way harder than anybody else did. Oh, he, he it's like he met Phil, and Sel- Phil Anselmo once. Yeah. And was like, that's the ticket. That's, that's who yeah, I'm This is be. the new thing. This is the new thing. Jesus. Fight. This podcast is brought to you by the band Fight. I guess what we're closing out with. Oh, Nail to the Gun. Yeah. Wow, it's going to be open with Thin Lizzy Chinatown, closing with Nail to the Gun. That's awesome. It's going to be tremendous. Because bands are so, like, bands, there's bands out there that jock, like, like Seaweed and Quicksand. Maybe the bands will start jocking Fight. That'd be really good. I'd I'd be into that. That'd be great. <laughs> I would be into that. Fight uh, like the next generation of bad metal core. Nail to I do. <laughs> do you want to try and knock out a few questions? I feel bad yeah. that I cut into the fucking Pro Bowl time, but now that I know it's on ESPN, I don't feel nearly as bad. Yeah, no, Pro Bowl's going to be fun and funny. Not good. Although the one, good. Year that the, the one year the Seahawks were in the Pro Bowl and they, they tackled full speed, that was fucking great. That is, uh, that's pretty cute. <laughs> They're all caught in like decapitating Jason Witten, like tiptoeing <laughs> in the crease. <laughs> whoa, whoa, they're really, really playing here. Um, um, can you do a Punk a... House episode and or tell the 70s man story? 70s man. Oh, the 70 dude story. You know, 70, dude. we have blown 70 dude up to a degree of like ridiculousness where I don't even want to tell the story because it's so not funny. It's like, 
it's the most anecdotal, not funny. Even if you were there, it's like a chuckle. Um, but yeah, I, I will continue to let people believe that there's this grandiose, like, um, building, like, like the movie insomnia style, like, yeah, yeah crescendo around uh, 70 dude. We will build the mystery of the 70 dude 70 for dude. the entirety of this podcast. We'll go up to a thousand episodes probably. I'll tell one person one time. If you, if we do a live show, you can come up to me and be like, can I be the man that you tell about 70 dude? And I'll look at you know I'll I'll decide and for only only one person I'll ever tell, and then wow. that'll be it. And then th- that will that will live on through that one person. And then I'll tell them they're gonna look at me and go, uh, "All right, cool." Yeah. Well, Thanks. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought should, it was funnier. I think we should uh, get Dave get somebody maybe Davey we'll get uh, get a, get somebody to line up a New York live show again. That would I be think really we've fun. talked about this a few times, and I keep I keep dropping the ball on booking it. Uh, but I want to do a uh, uh, a few dates, kind of heading down south, like do like Philadelphia and I'm Washington D.C. I have a shitload um, of vacation time, and I'm ready to take it because I don't like my job that much right now. So let's do it. So, so yeah, let's. You know what? Fuck it. We'll just. I I've been like, I don't know why I do this. And we were talking about this earlier today because me and Gabby are fucking around the idea of starting a business. That's why I was doing that business plan. Right. And I'm a fucking terrible self promoter. Like I'm fucking awful were. at it. We yeah, always so were. bad. And I need we to stop. It's like a bad we thing were, to stop. We were in arguably one of the best bands of our of our class, you know. I would agree e- with that. Easily. We didn't promote a bit. <laughs> like, still don't. By, like I'm still in that fucking no. bad habit. I have to have like Andy Rice promote for me. Andy Rice who like sends mean like fucking selfies to people who don't pay him. Right. Like we we were like we were okay with just like no we already knew we were really good. So we never had a promote ever. Like we just yeah. never did. Like we could have, if we like kissed ass, we could have gotten on like oh, this this big tour and that big tour. We could have raised our profile and got, I you know. maintain that there was a, a point where yeah, if we kissed ass, we could have like had a song on like a Tony Hawk video game or Absolutely. something like that. You know, yeah. like if we had like just done fucking the shit you're supposed to do. Um, but well, we, we never did, not. did We the did the, the other thing. No, we never did the shit we're supposed to do. We'd rather... <laughs> the other thing where we just r- drove the van into the ground without putting oil into it and then wondered yeah, how we, we were getting we home. We, maybe we needed like, um, like, like a manager. Very possible. We, I mean, because instead of being on a Tony Hawk game, we play in New Brunswick to a basement of... 40 of our closest friends <laughs> yeah, who are who are all playing tony hawk on their phones yeah who are all playing tony hawk on their phone um, um so yeah so i'd like to in the next yeah like maybe two months or so i'd like to hit uh, washington dc i'd like to hit philadelphia Love it. maybe a third spot along the way so uh richmond. people get yeah richmond if we want to start there whatever uh, you know, shoot us an email. Give us a call if there's a place that you uh, think we could play, or you would like to see us play, or you know, whatever. Realistically, this is a fucking podcast. I'm happy to do it in a living room if you got uh, if you've got people that'll fill it up. It's uh, I'm not I'm not a picky man. Um, and maybe we'll tell the seventy dude story. Maybe we'll fill it with um, joy and wonder. We'll we'll set up uh, gag gags. We'll do a live. It'll be like a Ben Folds show, or we'll do a live um, prank phone call. It'll be great. It sounds cute. It'll be great. By the end of the tour, we'll be we'll have international renown. And awesome. Money will no longer be a worry. And um, we'll be conflicted. You'll be conflicted. Do I do I take off in this new career? And uh, and I have all these these uh, opportunities podcast wise, and I'm conflicted. I need to 
quit my job and you know we'll have uh we'll much like all great artists we'll we'll break up at the the height of our powers all right i'm down no 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 I, I sounds wanna, all right that uh, <laughs> sounds terrible and no we shouldn't we shouldn't uh we shouldn't do that we should just adhere to the end of your business model and just do it and then shake hands do it, and then do it just fucking floor to place and <laughs> hope we have enough good. gas to get home now um, we've, we've got we could we could do uh cross country we've got the new car now man the oh, overnight drive mobile. There's a lot of podcasts. Think about that. You got to yeah. do another podcast every single day. Like Jesus yeah. Christ. It would be like a tour. Wow. It would be like a Brutal. tour. Brutal. Like oh. imagine playing a, a, a tour, a full tour, but having to do new songs every day. Wow. <laughs> like fuck. Jesus wow. Christ. Yeah. God, I used to think about that a lot with uh, like the model used to be for professional wrestling when, when we were growing up is they would do... Uh, they would do dates every single night, and only two nights were televised, and then once, like, a month, they would do a pay-per-view, or once every two months or something. But after they did the pay-per-view, so let's say, I don't know, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage were having a wrestling match on the pay-per-view. Everyone would tune in and pay to see it, but then for the next month, they would just play the same—they would effectively do the pay-per-view again every night in each city. So <laughs> yep. if you saw if you paid to see Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage on pay-per-view in like 1987 and then you went to Nassau Coliseum 3 nights later, you would effectively see the same match. Like the the choreography would be different, but they like they would just keep doing the same shit over and over. Mm. And I I'm a bit obsessive about like storyline and whatnot. So even as like a little kid, I'm like, but I don't understand. They like they became friends at the end of <laughs> of the match that I saw, but now they're fighting again. I don't understand. So yeah, that's I, uh, uh, that would be a lot like a podcast tour. We'd just be doing riffing on the same bits and only recording once of uh, once a week. It reminds me when I was a child, my uh, my father took me to see wrestling, and uh, they had the Brooklyn Brawler, who was also the Repo Man, but he changed uniforms, and he got into a really bad fight with Ric Flair, where he pulled Ric Flair's trunks down. Oh, which is another story completely. <laughs> and I was disillusioned because my uh, father knew somebody who worked at the arena. So we went around back and he was talking to him. And I saw the Brooklyn Brawler and Ric Flair leaving the same rental car. Oh, that must, like, have, that must have crushed you. Bitter enemies, though. And they were like, ha, 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 you know, like leaving. I think it was like, you know, probably a Mazda Miata or something. You know, they get in the car and go. And it's a bummer. That's real so, sad. That must have. That, so, that, yeah. I think we just pulled out the splinter that started you down this path, and now we now we get to heal from here. You saw Ric Flair and the Boom Brawler go away, and, and tears, you wondered. But yeah, tears of right confusion now. coming out of my tears of confusion. Remember that hardcore band, Tears of Confusion? I don't remember that hardcore Best band. Probably hardcore for band a, a reason. Dude, dude, let me see if I can pull up any tears of confusion. Uh, all right, Hans, who's your biggest crush right now? While you do this. Michael Bennett from the Seahawks. No yeah, question. Right. I'm shocker. <laughs> Look, man, I like black guys. Right? Not not a shock. Mm-hmm. And he's got those nice, sad, doughy. Well, not doughy, but he looks like a doe. He does he, look like a doe. It's true. He does look like a doe. He's an animal. Um, he's cute. Uh, he's got a good personality. I think we would have, like, I'd go to Seattle uh, and we go on a date, but we would like, even though he's really rich, I would pay, of course, because <clears throat> um, I've got a little bit of dough too, uh, just to throw him off. And then we go to the video game place and play video games, and uh, 
you know, I think we'd be, uh, I think we'd make, we'd get along. <laughs> you know, I'm we'll, sure. We'll go out to Ballard and get like a Dick's burger, you know, something, you know, just something, you know, let's do a little something. It's not about what we do. It's as long as we're together, you know, Jesus. that's all. All right. I got a heavy question for you here. Since you're, <laughs> you're, you're going long in this Michael Bennett thing. I don't have a hame to play for you. Um, <laughs> okay. Did you just get over being bipolar? Did you sit with that feeling and did it fix you? Um, hmm. No, I mean, it's always with me every day. No. Yeah, I don't I don't think you get over being bipolar. It's with me every day, but I much like a person in a loveless relationship, you learn to deal with it for the sake of the children. <laughs> no. Um you um you, it's uh, once I discovered the reasons why I was acting, I acted the way I did and the way I was acting the way I was and how it was getting progressively worse over time. It's like, look at it like my trajectory. Like, my my crisis breaking point was like leaving the band, like obsessing over a girl, like crazy shit, right? But leading up to that, like, just moved to New York, like out of the blue, like scammed my way through school, like, um, like really impulsively picked classes, didn't know what I was doing, um, impulsively moved to New York City, uh, when I couldn't afford it, impulsively moved home from New York City, uh, lived with my parents, um, impulsively went from job to job. Like, well, it's all about impulse control, and I had very little impulse control. Dealing with people, like I couldn't, like when I used to deal with talking to people, like I, I couldn't, I couldn't look at them in the eye when I was talking. Like Andrew's known me for a long time. You can vouch for this. Like Absolutely. I would have, I would be like super. Like we would tour with another band, and they would be like, "What the fuck's up with this dude?" Because I would be like the dude, like running around, like jumping on people's backs, being like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. like crazy, like not happy," you know, like not out of not out of being happy, <laughs> like out of being a legit lunatic. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> like, oh, it's really. I realized that I had very, very poor impulse control because I, 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 I. I my bipolar falls on the hypomanic side or I'm, I'm hypermanic. Like I'm very, very, um, like when I went to grad school, I didn't choose like my first, my first semester of grad school. I didn't do two classes. I did five classes in a subject that I had had no, I had no knowledge about. And I failed. I flunked out because I had poor impulse control. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I've, was that when you were going to be a nutritionist? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I remember that. That, I was, to go, that was a weird era. Yeah, that was weird. And I just thought one day I'd be a nutritionist. And that's, I mean, between between the, uh, like, I was only, I was diagnosed, like, three years after I left the band, I was diagnosed with being bipolar. But everything, like, leading up to that and, and like, like, leaving jobs, like, oh, fuck this, I'm out of here. Like, and thinking that I always had a safety net when a lot of times I didn't. Like, thinking I could leave the band and then come back. Because I, I'm also very, I was also very delusional, <laughs> you see, and like I could do things and not get in trouble for them, you know, and I did that like a lot with, um, like when I lived with my parents, I did that a lot, and I was like a grown adult driving them crazy because I wouldn't like flush the toilet, <laughs> like stuff like that, and like, like them being like, okay, they thought I was out of the house, and then like I moved out of the house and I was, uh, eighteen. And then, let's see, fourteen years later, I moved back in like like nothing's wrong, like nothing like 
like that's a, that's an okay thing to do. They're probably still waiting for the other foot to drop. Like your father's oh, yeah. still every now and then it like wakes up at four in the morning. So he's getting on in years and it's just like, I wonder is today going to be the yeah. day. Oh yeah. No, no, they, they, uh, they've learned, um, med meds helped me to help to like zombify me. And you know, like, I think in the, um, well, definitely I was heavily medicated for episode one. Plus there's, I was like, yeah, there's a few episodes where you can hear you like be like really zonked out. Yeah, I'm totally zonked out, and that's the Seroquel XR. Like when I first take it, it like hits you really hard, and then the extended release kind of tapers off. There's if you go back and you listen to episodes from Owl Statue era, there, yeah, there's some <sighs> like there's some where like I'm really like pulling the fucking wagon. I, here. I, like, shit. no, no, that's that's terrible, and and that the Owl Statue thing is great. Is a totally perfect example. That was the Owl Statue era was like the last. Hurrah for my wild ass bipolar behavior because this is a woman. Now this is this is the the punk girl, right? This is a woman who told me that she wasn't ready for a relationship, and I said, "Oh, that's all well and good, but I think you, I think you should be in a relationship me with me." And here's why: I think you are. Yeah, like oh, that's all well and good, but you see, this is what I want. So, um, too bad. <laughs> and it's, it's uh, tough. it drove her it drove her crazy, and that was it. It was my fault. All of this is my fault. The first thing you have to realize with bipolar or anything is that you just have to cop to all the things that you've done in your life that have hurt people. It's just like addiction, just like anything else. You have to um, cop to everything and lay it all out on the table as much as it hurts. Like I've fucked up a lot of things in my life because of it, before and after, um, like the band stuff. And you just have to kind of cop to it. You have to laugh about it. And then you have to get into a zone where, okay, like, I take it week by week. I, I, what I really like about the Seahawks is that they take everything, everything moment by moment. And that's how they won that game. Because every time they got on the field, it was like the very first play of the game. And they didn't, they don't, I don't live a life of regret anymore. And it's so liberating. It's so good. Like I could go see, like I went and saw, like my big, like the band is a big thing. Like, built that band from the beginning, and then I fucking blew it for a woman. <laughs> like I never, I don't even talk to anymore. It's crazy. It's because I was sick, you know. But I can go see the band now, and everything's total. I, last time I saw the band, it was fun. You know, I was just like, it was like old times. I was just goofing around. I had a good oh, time. So somebody had fun that night. Oh, I'm sorry, Andrew. You didn't so have fun. Like, I want to. I want to go home. I gotta go home. I gotta go home. It's like so late. It's a Sunday. I gotta work. <laughs> I in the remember morning. rubbing I gotta go it home. in. I'm like, home. gee, by the time you hit Kuxaki, I'll be in my bed asleep. I have no recollection of going home that night. I, I know we <laughs> did, but I I don't remember what happened exactly. Yeah. Um. But you know, I I mean, it's it's tough. And if you're dealing with it right now, I, I wish the best for you. But it's something that's going to take a ton of time, and it might not be that easy for you you just have to fuck up a lot basically so you're gonna fuck up a bit more and then you're gonna figure it out it's kind of like living without a hand like at some point you're just gonna deal with the fact that like okay i don't have this hand like there's nothing to be done about it you know like i can't graft a terminator hand to me so this is yeah this is what i got right now it's uh it's really like (laughs) it's pretty much like the worst um, All right, well, I'm going to lighten this up. We got to pull the plug because I have uh, I got shit coming up. Okay. Uh, but we're we're going long and we're riffing and we uh, we we didn't really have a chance to riff last week, so that's uh, that's nice. How do you feel about Lana Del Rey? 
This is that uh, tears of whatever. This is tears of frustration. Tears of frustration. Feel them. This is fucking so bold. This is disgusting. I don't believe it. Nothing is gonna be fucking fine. Okay. I, I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset. Watch this band be like total DMS style. Fucking kill us. Yeah, I know, right? I I'm gonna be fucking stabbed to the toilet lever when I leave my fucking house tomorrow. You know, I the toilet lever from the from his plumbing truck, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am upset. Okay, what do I feel about Lana Del Rey? Um, I think she's gettable. I think I could definitely date her. No question. All right. I think that her. Um, I just want to see if it really does taste like Pepsi Cola. <laughs> Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. No fucking idea who this person is at all. I well, know them only as a name that's been discussed to me. Um, well, Lana Del Rey is a, uh, well, she's a singer. Her name is Elizabeth Woolridge Grant. She's uh, 29. She's originally from Lake Placid, New York. Oh, somebody's on Wikipedia. Yeah. No, I just know this. <laughs> You just know some stuff from your fan club application? Yeah, I'm actually, yeah. Uh, well, the application, <laughs> please. I wrote the application. I'm actually the president of the fan club. So, um, she was born, Elizabeth Woolrich Grant, New York City. Uh, she was born, well, she was obviously born really rich. And uh, she grew up in Lake, Lake Placid. And um, yeah, she just does a lot of music, man. You know, you could probably, you've probably been to the same bar with her and you didn't even know it. Almost certainly. Almost certainly. I feel like that happens. Tone. Doesn't happen like a lot, but I, I that happens more often than I probably realize. Like it seems like because Gabri's more plugged into this shit than I am, so we always go to a bar and she'll be like, "I think that's so and so," and I'm like, "Oh, who's that?" And she's like, "She's like, oh, she's just like a she's like a real it girl right now." And I go, "Oh, okay." Mm, cool. And I look over. I'm like, "I've never seen an it girl before. She looks like a girl." And then I turn around, and then like, um, then I'm, I'm back to like eating my fucking my fritters. Man, you should uh, you should have Gabri on and, and tell and for her to tell Gabri's celebrity corner. Celebrity corner, all right. Celebrity sighting corner. <laughs> this we week, can do that one. This week on the L train, I saw Dinah. Tom Aykroyd. Hanks. <laughs> Tom, Tom Hanks or Dan? I saw Tom Hanks. Um, yeah, all right, we, we got one more before we run. Uh, boys, I spent this entire summer living out of a tent. Granted, I chose this life, but was still rough enough to regret it. The only thing I found solace in was listening through your entire podcast every night as I would fall asleep. Hmm. Hans, next time you're in Camden, please let me take you to a casino. Pump the fucking brakes. This dude is living in a tent in Camden? Whoa. First of all, yo, where are you getting power to listen to this podcast? Thank you very much for listening, but like... If you're living out of a tent in Canada, I assume that you've got, like, a long orange electrical cable running from, you know, like, a fucking abandoned house that no, somebody's no, taken, no. like, broken a fucking hacksaw blade in half and stuffed I into the uh, the electrical to I get it going. I smell parents' backyard. Big time. Yeah, that, sound, that sounds right. Take a dip inside when they're at work. Power up the iPhone, you know. Gates eat some, uh, po- you know, some Hot Pockets. Go back yeah, outside. I got, I got you hummus from Trader Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, um, Andrew, I don't know if you noticed or not, uh, but we did get a few Tiger's Jaw answers 
Oh yeah, we got a couple of them here. And Adam uh, uh, Adam called after we stopped recording last week and said he was at a restaurant and was very sad he didn't pick up. Oh, and I yeah. promised to call him again this week, and I did not. So maybe we'll oh, do that next can, time. Maybe we can call him right now. Nah, we'll we'll do it next time. I uh, uh, I can't go, I can't go this long. Speaking of celebrity sighting, okay. Um, well, we can talk about Tigers Run next week because Andrew has places Let's, to be. Yeah, I got. To say, hey, listen, it's nine o'clock on a Sunday night. Doesn't everyone have a place to be right about now? Bad. Um. Let, yeah, let's maybe we'll get him on next week, and he can touch on these uh, these Tiger Jaw questions uh, in 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 person or via phone or via. I, I think you can I think you can call more than one person with Skype now. Definitely, yeah. I just want to ask That's about neat. like the song about touching her belly and shit. All right, and we'll uh, we'll people. see if we can't make that happen. I feel like we're we're pushing this dude's button too much now. He's gonna no. not pick up the phone. No, no, no. I just want to talk about like how we turn them into men and women on that tour. <laughs> Have they caught, have they walked into a room at backstage and they caught me shooting heroin? Yeah, well, you know, one time. that does happen from time to time. <laughs> All right, crazy. fuck it. This has been episode 79, which means 79. that next episode is episode 80, which is fucking insane. Really cool. That's wild ass. We Love should it. be way further. We should be like 115 right now, but we're not, so everyone just fucking get off me. Uh, episode 100 is going to be amazing. A lot of celebrity <laughs> guests. It's going to be live, 100th anniversary. Starting to, so we'll start to disappoint you early with this one. Yep, it's going to be a live one. It's going to be probably Webster Hall. So uh, we'll work out the logistics of that soon. But, Perfect. Uh, they haven't returned my phone call, which is weird. Hmm, weird. Well, we'll probably, it's either Webster <laughs> Hall or Andrew's living room. So we'll, we'll figure that out soon. Jesus. Anything you need to plug, Andrew? Uh, nothing this week. I think uh, early next month, March 4th, 5th, Sixth and like whatever. There's some uh, self defense East Coast dates, and I uh, I might hop onto a couple of those. So because you uh, had so much fun last time, Andrew. Yeah, listen, you know, <laughs> I occasionally make the same mistake several times. Oh, look, uh, who talk- look who you're talking to. I, hey, I know, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I I haven't looked at the schedule enough to know which ones I can do and which ones I I'm up for, but uh, maybe. Maybe you'll win that fucking self-defense lottery and see me overshadow the rest of these stupid goons. Yeah, no, when, yeah, it's like Andrew and then everyone else. Like it's not, it's not close when they play live with Andrew. Come on. Yeah. It's, uh, other than that, it's it's like watching a band play on YouTube when I'm not there. <laughs> it's a real shame. Yeah. It's like uh, like put it on airplane mode, dog. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> you have anything you uh, you got to plug? Bear Mattress no, Record well, coming out shortly. Bear, whoever's asking for it, sure. Uh, Bear, Mattress, Bear Mattress Record coming out shortly, getting some songs back together. Um, got some tracks to, to deliver to the Andrew Meister uh, in a little bit. Dope. And, uh, I guess, and there's some other um, some other secret stuff we've got brewing. That, uh, there's Shit, a lot of secrets. On, so. A lot of secrets, okay? And also fucking go Seahawks. Okay, guys. Oh, that's right. This is your last chance to fucking rally the troops. Take it away. This is. We're going to go to another Super Bowl, and we're going to rip it again. Um, I think it's going to be 21-17 Seahawks victory. Pull it out in the fourth quarter epically. Um, Make Tom Brady look like a child. Exciting. Um, Make Gronk look like the roid freak he is. It's not going to be funny. You it's know what's interesting? Be... He was actually on Top Chef uh, a couple weeks ago. Me and Gabri were watching it. And Absolutely. I'm no longer convinced he's a roid freak as much as I actually just am convinced he's just a stone moron. Like, he's actually just a brain-damaged idiot. Like, that's it. You know, it's whatever. It's it's all innocent. You know, like, I'm sure his whole bloodline is full of fucking deranged fucking mutants. Definitely. So, yeah. 
He's the kind of guy like if you like mess with his mind, if you're like, yeah, you know, like uh, I think he's actually actually a really good player. Like if you say that like press clipping stuff to get like to get into his head, it'll actually get into his head. Probably. Like, he's, he's also probably DMSed up, so I'm probably gonna get stabbed with the toilet lever tomorrow when I leave. Uh, from the plumbing truck, of course. Yeah, there's one for uh, for fucking tears of confusion and one for the gronk. <laughs> gronk. <laughs> and then I bleed um, out in front of my fucking landlord's door. That sucks. I hope that doesn't happen. Too to you. weak to knock, and even if I could, he can't hear me anyway. All right, oh, fucking. <laughs> this has been a, a, a dark end to uh, episode seventy nine. Uh, right. We'll be back. We'll shoot for next week to do uh, episode 80. I love it. I'll let cool. everybody know how it goes with my boss. Fingers crossed. Oh, fuck. I got to go up there next week. It's Next week could be the fucking 80 could be the Super Bowl game slash podcast. Fuck. Oh, my God. That would be great. Uh, all right. I'll <laughs> see if I can make this shit work. All right. All fuck right. it. Let's cue the music. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is uh, 
Well, I don't know. I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts.